This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey guys, awesome episode today. I'm going solo on my own. We bring the lights down. We go through 11 emails. Great episode. Enjoy it with your friends. Share it around. Also, I'm going to be in Boston, June 22nd, 10 p.m., Thursday night. Come on out. If you're in Boston, Laugh Boston. Go to laughboston.com to get tickets. Encourage your friends to come and enjoy today's episode. Boom. Coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, Sam York Lazar, every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it all the time. I'm always going to thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Uh, keep doing that. It, it's so cool because right now, you know, it's Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. We, it's come and gone. It's Tuesday. You're heading back to work or to your shitty summer internship and or your summer classes or your summer job and you know what there's a lot more time in the summer a lot more time to think a lot more time to worry and be anxious on a hungover tuesday after the long weekend and it makes me feel good to see you guys coming back on road trips to and hanging with your buddies and pre-gaming with the podcast and sending me those snaps. I'm JTrain56. And listen, today's episode, um, we're going to bring down the house lights. We're going to go just JTrain. Go through your emails. Man Stamp's here. He'll he'll chime in every now and again. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through this hungover Tuesday. It's a tough Tuesday. This is a tough day for anybody that's, you know, in their drinking years because... You get done with the most fun. You've kicked off the summer, and then it's like, oh, wait. There's shit to do. There's responsibilities. So I'm here for you. Let Papa JT sing sweet nothings into your ear. And please, tell one friend. Just tell one friend. That's all I'm asking. One friend. Go on Gchat right now. Text a buddy. Text a girl. Let them know. I'm here for you. I'm JTrain56 on all platforms. That's Twitter, JTrain56. Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash jared.freed. And then Instagram, I'm at jaredfreed. I'm doing a lot more on Instagram, so you can follow me there, jaredfreed. I, I, and we are a week out, but last week I kicked off the Bachelorette with a Bachelorette preview. Um, I do this every season. I go through every... Uh, what they used to do is they would have a picture with a name, an age, and where they're from and what they do. And that's a one-line bio, and I would take that 
information. I would just make massive assumptions about them. This season, they did interviews, which, I mean, it's as if God came on my face. You know, just I mean, I've been. It's like I was in in the in the in the weight room working out with my feet tied together, like with those like bands around my legs, and then they're like, "Okay, release him," because these interviews were fantastic, and so I got to make fun of things that they said. It's in my Instagram. Uh, it's in the bio. I'll keep it up until this goes up. But um, I'm at Jared Fried, and you can check out. Even if you don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, you know the type of person that enters onto these shows. So it's just me making fun of people. So, I mean, that's all it is. Um, so the plan with today is just I'm going to go solo. We're going to go through the mailbox because I get so many emails. And keep sending those in. Keep sending them. I love a specific question with like that's like under 200 words. That's what I'm looking for. That's specific to the point. And then in those 200 words, you throw around – you know, whatever amount of poetry you want to throw around. Hot dog, hand hot dog, pink vagina, whatever you guys, whatever the kids are saying these pickle days. Pickle in a hot dog bun. Pickle in a hot dog bun. We just watched a tasty video where they used a pickle as a hot dog bun. We're getting out of control with trying to fake carbs with other non-carb stuff. Like, oh, it's a pickle, but it's a bun. No, I'm not an idiot. I know I look like an animal eating this. Just call it what it is. I'm a fat loser that has to use a pickle because I can't control myself after having one carb. I need a thousand carbs. That's what it is. Let's just admit to what it is. There might be a lot of rants today. I was just, I just got a haircut. I got so fucking annoyed. You ever sat down for a haircut? Well, you shave your head. Yeah, I cut my own hair. See, I have to go through this whole thing. I usually sit down and I'm like, I go, I, I don't, I, they're the professional. They went to school for this, so I say, whatever you... You see my head. You see what I'm doing, what I walked in with. This, but shorter and as nice as you can do it. But then this woman wanted all this direction. She kept asking, do you want to blend? I don't know what blend means. I don't know what you mean. I don't know your jargon, right. industry terms. Oh, she wants to like give you... It's got like a fade. It's well, kind of I, she's like, "How? what number on the clipper? How the fuck do I know? What do you think? I'm doing clipper math in my free time? You think I'm measuring... Just do the haircut. And she kept asking. And then she was getting annoyed with me. Right. Like I was like, I was like, just go. She goes, natural in the back or aligned. And I was like, what did they do last time? She goes, I don't know. It looks natural. I go, I don't know. I feel like they do a line. She goes, and then she just rolled her eyes and walked away. I was like, fuck you. This is your job, is to you're an artist. So send in your emails, J J J Train Podcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to get right into this. Uh, right into this. Tell one friend. But we're going to get through a ton of emails straight from the top of the pile. I'm going to pick one off. 23-year-old virgin, help me. Well, where can we fuck? <laughs> That's, help me. Well, I got this dick. I, J-Train, you're the shit. Anyways, I have an issue. I'm a 23-year-old, and I'm pretty much a virgin. What does that mean? Pretty much. <laughs> That's anal. Yeah, a little. <laughs> pretty much a virgin. Okay, I've had sex before three times. Oh, so she's like gotten the, she's been given back the V card. It's a chick email. So, okay, I've had sex before three times. Twice four years ago, and then once about three months ago. 
So twice four years ago when she was... So it, here's what happened. She got it out of her system. She lost the virginity at 19. She's like, I did it. I'm in the game. And then took... And then went four years... She went a college stay. And then three months ago, she had sex. I know what you're thinking. What the fuck? I'm thinking the same thing. But I'm so self-conscious about the fact that I've never had sex. I'm too scared to tell a guy that I'm a virgin, she puts in quotes. In fear, he'll think something is wrong with me. But I just shoot myself in the foot every time and do something to ruin the relationship I'm building so I don't have to have sex with the guy in fear of telling him the news. What would you do if a girl told you she was a virgin at 23? Is this a turnoff? Well, I she's not a virgin. You're not a virgin. Let's stop that talk. Stop. Get out of She's already in her head. She's pre in her head by saying, I'm a virgin. So she's putting up all these walls. So she's escaping herself from the game. You're not. You've had sex. There's been a P in your V. Own it. She writes, I consider myself an 868. 868. I'm sure she's very pretty. I have no problem getting guys interested in me, and I've done everything else with a guy, BJ69, etc. But once they're on the hook, I ruin the chances of it going any further out of my own fear of being rejected when I tell them about my lack of experience. All and any input is greatly appreciated. Thanks, man. Um, I'll say this. Lack of sexual experience is tough for, you know, I'm just giving you the honest opinion of how I would feel about it. I would say... Okay, I got to make sure with any girl that has a lack of sexual experience, I would always say to myself, I need to make sure I like this girl. There's a lot of, I mean, that <laughs> sounds horrible, but I'd fuck a lot of girls I don't like. I, I, I would say that um, I would fuck first, meet her later. And that's a lot of guys. I know you're shaking your head and saying what a dick, but I'm just giving you the honest opinion with no judgment uh, on you because what, and what that means is, you're going to be talking to guys, and if you let them know, they have to make the decision of every guy's thinking of their out plan. So you're thinking, okay, I like this girl enough. Now do I like her enough where I know that this sex is going to be used against me? That's the biggest problem with someone who's a late-life virgin or late-life lack of sexual experience because what they're doing is they're putting sex on a pedestal. And just like she is, she's saying, what if she's saying my lack of, I don't, I'm a virgin, which she's not, but she's saying I'm a virgin. What will guys think? Now you've elevated the status of sex to a point where it's, it's a bigger deal to you. Whereas a guy where we're like, okay, let's see if this sexual chemistry is good and then go further. I would say to her that, so that's what guys are thinking in general. I would say, we're just thinking of, oh my God, this is a higher, um, emotional attachment here. a higher emotional attachment to the sex than a guy would want um but the way to work through this and i is one you got to own that you've had sex because you have uh two um i would keep investing in the relationships the more comfortable you are with the guy the better the sex is going to be so if you i mean what she's saying she's doing the wrong thing she says um i'll once they're on the hook, once they're on the hook is when you should really be digging in and getting more comfortable with someone to try more stuff. Like I, what I would do if I were her, I would play with an unerect penis. Okay. This is, I'm going out of the box. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm bringing a lot of wild theories for your Memorial day. Okay. It's solo J train episode today. And I will say this play with his unerect penis. So get so comfortable 
that you start fucking around with his balls. And then he's going to be like, now you're having, you know, and then have normal conversation while the ball is in hand, literally. Now it's taking the pressure off of the, you're making the sex, you're normalizing the whole thing. You're saying, yeah, we're talking about what your favorite food is and I got a nut in my hand. And that kind of relaxes the whole thing. Then maybe he starts touching you, and then you start touching him. Let I think that this is all about comfortability while naked. Because if you're comfortable with someone in that way, where you're having enough fun with them, where their ball becomes a fun toy, then the sex is going to be open conversation, open, open experience. Play with the ball. Make it your fidget spinner. Yes. <laughs> The ball spinner, fidget spinner, his ball. I'm just saying, and I know this is like weird advice, but I'm saying she should invest in the relationship to the point where, hey, we're blowing each other. He's going down on me. This is great. Now you're getting towards sex time. And you, before that happens, I would just get so comfortable with a guy that you could have a conversation while touching his balls. And that's the guy that you should feel comfortable saying, hey, I haven't had sex a lot and I want to put that out to you, but I'm really into what's going on here and make him feel and and understand when you fight a war, you have to understand the other person's what they're coming at you with. So your war is, will this make a guy get nervous that he's going to be, because all guys are built on ego. So every guy thinks that ending it with you is the end of your life, but that's not the truth. You're a fine woman. You're going to be okay. Um, But you have to let him know that that's not the truth. Hey, I'm having a good time. I just want to let you know I'm really comfortable with you. Um, let's start fucking, but I want you to take control of this situation. And go for a guy. Maybe go for a dog. Maybe go for some dude that's just like a fucker. You know, just like some guy that just likes fucking. You know, if you go for meek guys, the meek meets meek is going to be a little weirder than, you know, getting taken control of. I think that could help you out. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Um, this is Jury Duty, Daddy J Train Edition. Hey, Jer Bear and Man Samp and lovely guest. As always, love the podcast. You're looking like a damn smoke show in all your gym pics lately. Oh, thank you. Totes Preach. This has got to be a girl, right? It's a lady. Okay. Enough feathering of the nuts. Let's get to the issue. You know how you always bring up the idea of presenting evidence to a jury of your peers during a sticky situation? Well, guess what? I'm the plaintiff, and I need you to be my J-trained jury. I love how this email's written. Here's a sitch. A few months ago, I was dumped by a guy the day after Valentine's Day. Okay, as a jury member, I'm going to say, this is something that chicks do all the time. The day after Valentine's Day. Stop it. That holiday was made up by someone else. That doesn't exist, okay? It's not Thanksgiving. It's not your mom's death. It's it's literally like I girls do that all the time. I, I once dumped a girl. I've said this on the I ended it over text on a on a Friday and she goes, I can't believe you would do this on a Friday over text at two o'clock. And it's like, okay, when's the when do you want to be fucked over? Um we were exclusive for a few months, but nothing was ever official. The breakup really hurt since the guy admitted he adored me and wanted me in his life, but ultimately decided I was the mother of his children, so it was best to end it. Okay, fine. I took some time to myself to heal and move on, stopped all communication, unfollowed on social media, that whole thing. Got back on the dating apps, been meeting some cool people, but not anyone I'm really attracted to. Okay, so let's move fast forward to last week. I'm a very sexual person. Ooh, and you know what? This pussy ain't licking itself. 
man, I am so hard right now. I, so I hit up the ex with a, hey, do you want to have sex text? E. Figured it was the best to up, be up front because, look, mama doesn't have time to beat around the bush. Her own bush. He was into it, which was exciting because we always have great sexual chemistry. A few days later, he comes over. We take a trip to the Pleasure Town twice. After we finished, he started to get dressed, which annoyed me a little since I knew that he meant he wasn't going, wasn't spending the night. And I lo- love morning sex. But hey, I get it. We all have shit to do. And after this, this after all, this was just sex. The part that I need your judgment is the, w- the way we said goodbye. Hmm. While he started to get dressed, I started to get a shower ready, and he said, hope you, ha- hope you catch your train. Went into the bathroom. Two minutes later, he was in the bathroom doorway, poking his head around, sort of leading in for a kiss, I assume. I just looked at him blankly and said, okay, bye. And his expression went from cheery and lush to aggravated and dismayed. I know this hurt him, but I felt the need to protect myself. I gave him a goodbye kiss. I would uh, think it's more than just, I would think it's more than just sex. If I gave him a goodbye kiss, I would think it's more than just sex. Things like this are very black and white for me. Goodbye kisses are for boyfriend, not for guys who wants to who don't want to be with me. He had to no right to be angry, right? Am I wrong? What's your verdict? I love this email because I do think she's wrong. I think she's wrong um, because I hear what she's saying and. He so he ended it the day after Valentine's Day, but I, I, I he ended it. There was an ending, and you guys had already undone the web that you've created. You undid social media. You went on dating apps. He, you're assuming he's on dating apps. You've done all the stuff that removed you from this guy. This girl could have. She could have met a guy. She she says I wanted. To, I got you know. I was I was I was. Uh, I was horny. Okay, that's fine. You were horny. Maybe go three X's ago. You know, maybe go maybe go down the list a little bit. Maybe go to someone that was just someone that you fucked. Don't go to the last boyfriend where all this shit is underground, but like just below the surface that it can erupt into an emotional spell because you did this to yourself. You went to him, the guy, and listen, I, when you break up with someone, the e- the one you go back to, there's like, you know, you have that void. The easiest person to go back to is the person you just left. So I get it. They've agreed to you and your sex, and you guys have good chemistry, and it's right in the back of your brain. But you can't go back and say, I'm going to be cool girl just trying to fucking get this piss- pussy look- licked, and then be... If you kiss me now, that's a boyfriend thing. You can't be both of those. You're 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 putting lines in the sand and then changing where the lines sit. Um, so I do think if you're gonna do that, and you can't get mad that he leaves, you can't. You know, like the, you wanted to have sex. He came over, performed the deed, got it done, and you guys probably had a fun time. And then you wanted to add all these little small things to the contract that weren't there. It seems like you made a contract and then kept adding provisions. As the night went on, if you wanted those things, you should have said to him in the text, hey, I need a sleepover buddy tonight. Put it in that terms, not I'm trying to get fucked. If you had said, I want to, I want you to come over and cuddle and sleep, spend the night um, and then sex happened, fine. But I know I understand from your perspective, she would say, well, that's a little too personal too. I get that, but you can't have it both ways. You can't have guy come over to fuck me and 
well, I don't want to be kissed by you. And I no, you're in for the the whole experience. When he leaves, and if he starts sending you texts saying, Hey, I want to get back with you, or hey, I want to do this, or I want to do that, that's different. But during the hours that you call him over for the fuck buddy situation, that is a fuck buddy. And you should be into it for those hours. You're in on on the experience. You can't just duck out because he's like, yeah, I want to just give you a kiss goodbye because I enjoyed myself. Because what you're doing is you're you're being a little bratty, in my opinion. I, and I say that I don't mean that with judgment because I understand why she felt upset that he would leave or why he would feel she would feel upset that he would be upset that the, there was no kiss. But when you say when you have sex and get what you wanted, and then all of a sudden you start crying when he wants a kiss, it feels like you want everything that's your way and nothing that's his way. But if you you invited him over, so I would say he had a right to be weirded out. I don't think angry is the right word. I think he had a right to be like, ugh, he ruined like a fun thing. You know, we had this great time together. It was decided what it was going to be, and you ruined it by getting upset that I would get upset. You know, like by not just giving into this moment. Um, if I'm her, you can't go back to the ex for, you know, that's never going to work. Go two X's ago. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train. First insert feather. Big fan of the podcast gets me through the miserable slow days of my internship. Introduce some friends to the podcast too. Let's get to the issue. Thank you. Keep spreading the word. A few months ago, my girlfriend cheated on me. Anyways, I'm good now. We haven't talked since then. However, my new roommate next year, currently living with Pledge Brothers, and we are adding him to fill in the, the new house. My ex-girlfriend, they're really good friends. So his ex-girlfriend and the new roommate are good friends. They get lunch a lot and hang out. Next year, I don't want her coming over to the house to hang out with him or to pick him up, uh, pick him up because she has that personality to walk in and pretend like nothing is wrong. What should I do? Um, so he's got a roommate moving in that hangs out with his ex. This is a tight wire, uh, walk for you, dude. I get it. I get why it's like, come on, girl, go somewhere else. But these are things that are out of your control. If I'm this dude, you text your buddy. Hey dude. Um, I know you and -and so-and-so are close. Um, I, I hope you can respect that it would make me feel a little uncomfortable if she's here all the time when you move in next semester. Just wanted to put that out there. I, I like that line. Just wanted to put that out there. That's all you can do. That's it. If she starts coming around a lot the next semester, that's her and that guy's thing. Like you can't, at that point, you can't say anything, but you've put it out there. You've let him know. And maybe that guy doesn't come back the next year to room with you guys. But you can't make this like, you know, you against this dude because it'll ruin the whole living situation. But you do have the right to say, hey, I'm excited to have you live with me. I think I know you guys are close, but I just want to let you know. Don't. I just want to let you know that her coming over all the time will make me feel a little bit uncomfortable because the relationship is still fresh. Just wanted to put that out there. And then at least he knows because there's no chance for him to be like, well, what, what's wrong with you, man? Dude, you you never told me that you guys are you guys aren't on good terms. She thinks you're great. 
Yeah, it's also great advice. The other point to it is, though, you should try to get to a point where she doesn't can be matter. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just for your own sake, it's better. But, but at least when he's te- I, this text is more for him than it is for her. It's more for him to say, "I put it out there." He knows it's a situation, um, and he knows that like if she's going to be over, that like it's a little weird for me. So he will probably do his best to try. If he doesn't, I would also say after that text is sent, fucking move on, dude. And let go of the fact that this dude's having lunch with her. Because that's not going to stop. Sounds like this dude might be trying to fuck tip. The two-year-long breakup. Why won't it end? Nancy Jew. (laughs) No time to feather. I need help. Yeah, it's a little... uh, End my hell. I dated this girl my junior year for nine months. Broke things off after a year. We agreed to try things again. Fall my senior year. For about four months, I ended things again. Yet the breakup won't become... Yet the breakup won't become and never has been a full breakup. And it's driving me insane and holding me back. I broke up with her the second time for the same reasons as the first. And I won't bog you down with those details. However, each time I end things, we will go radio silent for about a month. Then she will call or text me asking to meet for coffee or talk about things. <laughs> this is the old bait and switch. I've seen this move. We need to talk about things. What's to talk about? We ain't fucking. <laughs> Game over. That's it. Something I view as a mature move and agree to see if she, something has changed. No, it's not mature. It's actually the most immature. Yeah, come and get coffee. And then we'll sit there and cry and tell each other we like each other. Yeah, you like each other because you're both good people. That doesn't mean you're supposed to be together. It can mean you could have love for a lot of people and move on. You like things about her, but it's not right for a relationship. I did love this girl. I figured there's no harm in hearing her out. No, there is harm in hearing her out. You've done it. You've been to that buffet. You've tried all the flavors. And you already said, I want a new buffet. Why would that change? However, it has led to it has led it has led now to post grad life where we don't see each other ever, but text every day. She continually gets upset with me when she snaps of me, uh, see snaps of me with other friends, guys or girls from school, because she claims I won't make it time make time to see her. Why would I? We are broken up. She guilts me and tries to hold me back from future relationships, and always mentions when some guy messages her to ask her out. How is she denying all these guys from me? How is she deny? How she's denying all these guys from me? She gets mad every time I have plans to do something because she never does, and has FOMO to the point I lie about it if I have plans, not because I can't deal with it. Okay, I fear I am too deep with the communication to where she thinks I am going to give this another shot. All honestly, all honestly, I just want to enjoy my few weeks before my job starts. Taper this off, taper this off, so I can finally be broken up with her. I've already broken up with, uh, fucked up the breakup by remaining in contact with her. I acknowledge that. But now, how do I get myself out of this hole and end it for good? Side note, she really only has one friend since all her friends moved away for work. Went abroad. She's an only child. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, I'm an only child. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. If you figure out a successful, I'll venue, <laughs> Venmo you whatever you want. <laughs> Dude, stop. Okay, one, don't do the thing guys do. We all do this. Oh, she has one friend. We all, we play this like, play some violin music. Let's get some violin. This is what guys do when they break up with a girl, when they're about to, like when they push off a breakup. Guys do this thing, this like holier than thou thing. And I do it too. I'm, I'm with, I'm a guy. I, I do it. 
Well, you'll sit there being like, <laughs> you'll sit there and give all the reasons why she can't exist on earth if you break up with her, even though you've decided you're going to break up with her. You've made the decision and you sit there explaining, oh, I don't know how she's going to go on. Where will she ever meet another man? You know, it's like this whole, you know what I'm talking about, right, man? This is what guys do. Oh, of course. This is what, this is how he sounds. She really has no, only one friend since all has moved away for work. And that one went abroad for the summer. And she's an only child. If she isn't texting or talking to me, she really doesn't have anyone to make plans with besides her parents. Which doesn't help my side of things. If you figure out a successful solution, I'll Venmo you whatever you want. <laughs> and what will she do all summer? She'll be staring out a window, tears streaming down her cheek. Vagina wet with envy to see me? How will she live without this throbbing member? How will she, who will she speak to? She'll live forever in her room, kissing a picture of me. <laughs> yeah, but fuck this bitch, right? I gotta, I gotta dump her. <laughs> See, like, I don't know. We all do that thing where we just go into this why she's not gonna be... She's gonna be just fucking fine. Yeah, you're 100% right. It's just, you're just looking for a reason to keep hanging. Like, He's looking, why can't I get over it? Because you're perpetuating. Yes. You just have to cut the cord. You're, and here's how you do it, okay? Here's what you do. And I'm sorry. This is gonna sound, you know, emotionless. But dude, it's one of the other. Now is the you, this is all this is the only option you have. Send her a text. Hey, um, hey, I wish you nothing but luck. I enjoy you as a person. I enjoyed our time together, but right now, this conversation we keep having is monopolizing my time. I think we should stop following each other and texting each other. And I hope you can respect that because we are broken up. I wish you the best. This will be my last text. And that's how you end it. This will be my last text. That's how you, and you do it. You have to send that. And then you un, you unfollow, unfriend, um, and block the number. Because, and tomorrow she'll tell her one friend abroad that she's mad about it and then she'll tell her parents that you suck and she'll tell everyone that you suck a year from now everyone will be happier because right now you're doing death by a thousand paper cuts you're hurting her more now by keeping this little t flame alive than you are but cut off everything don't let her watch what you're doing don't give her any window into your life when that's what all social media is Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Should I give up my boyfriend for a dog? J-Baby. Feathering your nuts with the plushest of plumage all the way from Toronto. Cue the music. Beloved lady listeners, love it. 
We have a lot of Toronto people, I feel like. It does feel like that, right? I tried to do a show up there, and it got fucked up. Um, what happened? Weather? Maple yeah. syrup explosion? Was a huge. The maple syrup factory blew up, yeah. and all the Mounties were at the <laughs> factory. I, I was trying to... Comedy bar in Toronto. We were talking to them to try and get a show going, and then they they came back with some kind of bullshit of an offer for me to like, like I'd have to like buy the room before uh, I got uh, there. It just wasn't a, it wasn't an offer at all. So tweet a comedy bar, let them know that you want me to come. Cause they didn't believe that I had as many people there, but I have a, I have a, a an inkling. Yeah. Or a better venue. in yeah, Toronto. somebody you know. would tweet a comedy bar. Just to let them know that, J Train could have could have been there this weekend actually or Memorial Day weekend was actually when we were planning out but not gonna happen. Um, also, download the Laughable app. We did a show last night, Laughable Show. Shelbo was there. Yeah, how was it? It was uh, it was fun enough. It was fun. I mean, was, uh, no reflection on the app. No, no, no. The <laughs> app is great, but it was like their investors all came for a show. Uh, yeah. So it was uh, so I went first, and you know the host she's great, but she did two minutes. So like they weren't like hosted up, right? So I kind of had to go up and talk about like how weird it was to be next to someone that you invested in this app with, and then I made fun of some Jews. It was great, uh, but go download the Laughable app. I'm 25 years old. I live on my own. My career is off to a great start, and I'm ready to I'm ready to get a dog. Almost every aspect of my life can easily accommodate a dog, except my boyfriend. <laughs> We've been dating. I okay. Let me tell the listener something about J-Train. I'm not a dog guy. And when you say you're not a dog guy, that comes off to people like I slit dogs' throats. They think you're an animal. I just just don't. I'm lazy. So, like, right now, my new apartment, I could have a dog. Like, my buddy brought his dog over and was like, dude, you need to get a dog because of how convenient this place would be i'm not i'm not getting a dog because i can have it here i don't you know i gotta connect with the thing and i just i think i would like my own dog but i would be like it's kind of like people's kids i'll be fine with my kids i don't like your kids so it's, i think it's with the dog in the same way and i know that sounds crazy to people but listen you could be as mean to a cat as you want and people don't give a fuck so who's crazy now so she's choosing between we've been da- so except my boyfriend we've been dating two and a half years I love him very much and he's the first person I can picture the rest of my life with if reading that makes you anxious you'd get along great <laughs> yeah it did the man is a total commitment phobe I don't take it personally he's month to month with everyone from his cell phone provider to his landlord interesting when I asked him last summer if he'd like to move in together he said no and argued I don't know where I'll be in the next six months. Of course, he's still here. He assured me that he wasn't bananas for... Uh, I wasn't bananas for asking. I love bananas. <laughs> and I acknowledge the seriousness of our relationship. And he and acknowledge the seriousness of our relationship. He's since met my parents, told his father about me, which is only worth mentioning because his father lives on the other side of the world and I'm the first girlfriend he's ever known about. Right now, we live on opposite sides of the city, split our time between each other's apartments pretty evenly. If I get a dog, I won't be able to spend nights at his place because he's got four roommates that he barely knows and a room that barely fits the two of us. I also think it's also unfair of me to ask him to visit my place twice as often. So, Jared, the real question is, when, if ever, should the future together jeopardize a current relationship? 
Should I give up my boyfriend for a dog or continue to live in the populous moment and let life happen? <clears throat> this is interesting because it sounds like, I mean, I don't really believe the argument of the commitment phobe, but it sounds like he's enjoying your company because like that fight didn't break you up. Like it sounds like he's enjoying what's going on. Um, he's living with four guys. I mean, I'm assuming you're 25. I'm assuming he's 25. Let me tell you about, and you said your career is off to a great start. I would say for a guy, and this isn't fair because like just the way gender roles are changing. But if you have a guy that's 25 to, you know, my age, you know, that you've grown up in a world where like during your lifetime, the gender roles have like evened out. Not com not completely relaxed marchers. But I'm saying like it's just changing. It's evolving. Girls are talking to me first on Bumble. You know, like shit like that. Um, but what a lot of guys have in their heads is, you know, there's very few ways to be a man in 2017. So like being a man for a lot of guys, whether this is fair or not, is having a career that can provide for your family. And that is what a lot of guys think about before they think about will this relationship, like being committed. It's You see very few guys that are like, I don't know what I'm going to do for work. I don't know where my career is going. And then saying, but I love you and move on in. It's just not normal for guys just because you want to feel like a man. You want to feel like someone that's like, oh, I'm bringing home the bacon. I come home from work. I, I am able to grow. And then because what guys know is that the road don't stop at moving. That's when shit starts to speed up. Move it, engagement, marriage, baby. That that stuff happens within the first, you know, if you guys date for four years and then you move in, within two years you, you're thinking about a baby after a wedding. Yeah, I wanted to be more financially secure before I got engaged. Yeah. You know. But I'm saying, well, how long have you dated, you dated your girl? Oh, I mean, we had been together like... Eight years, you know, like so, seven years before we moved in together. So six seven years, years before you moved in together, yeah. and then you move in together, and within from the moment you moved in to when you got married, how long was that? Three years, two and a half years. Right. Two and a half years. So right. I'm saying, like, look how quick it escalates. Yes. It escalates. Yeah, that move in is the first moment where it's like, all right, and I see it, and I know people rolling their eyes at me. I seen it with every one of my yeah, friends. You're right. That's yeah. when the fucking you you get on the sled and you start heading down the mountain. And guys don't want to head down the mountain until they know they got a good sled. So I think with this girl's situation, I think she needs a move in before the dog. I think she's putting the dog before the move in, which I can't is a problem. Say dog before the horse. Dog before the horse. <laughs> she's got the dog before this guy's cock in his in her bedroom. I I'm saying she's got to go for move in before the dog. The dog is great pre kid stuff. I think if you guys moved in and then you got a dog, that's a different story. But I think what you're going for is um, you're missing a step with your boyfriend that it seems like you both would enjoy. But understand why he's pushing that off is because he knows the move-in, then the dog, then the engagement, then the wedding, then the baby. And I know what girls like to do is they go, I'm not asking for that. But you will. You will. You're gonna. It's coming. You know it. Don't fucking lie. I'm not even asking for that. 
Yeah, but I, I've read the script. I, I, I fast forward. I know you're going to ask for that. And one happens before the other. That's the thing. One comes before two, two becomes, comes before three. So this is what I'm talking about. With the schedule, it's moving, dog, engagement, wedding, baby. This guy's life is over. So I think she chooses the guy because she seems happy. This is the first guy. But I also think she has to start, you know, give it another year to say, hey, what do you think about moving? You, you got to start pushing that agenda more. And if he's really too crazy to do that, look at his job. If he doesn't, if he has a job and he has a career that he's like set on a path, then you should say to him, hey, when are we going to move in? Because I like what we got going on. But if he won't, then that's a new, that's another email. But the dog is you um, stamping your feet a bit. It's you saying, well, I'm going to get my dog. I don't care about you. You care about him. Don't do that. Work, 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 work. Rihanna song. Mm-hmm. Hello and welk. Shit, that's your bit. That's what he wrote. Newer listener, J Train. Already a fan. Thanks, buddy. But I'm not going to hear to tickle your pickle. I need help. The job I'm in now, don't read on the air. Um, has me going 12 hours a day, six days a week. I may have found the same job in another company where I'd be making less, but I have 20 to 30 hours more in my week. The kicker is that my girlfriend's dad's company and my leaving would be as uh, one of four main employees, including him. On top, he has trained me on how to do this trade and patient while I learned, which took a few months. I'd be leaving a little more than a, I'd be leaving after a little more than a year. Oh, it's his girlfriend's dad's company that he'd be leaving. Okay. So he's got a job that works him a lot of hours. He's found another job that'll work him less hours. He but the problem is he works for his girlfriend's dad. Um and but he's been there a little more than a year. I've expressed how I feel about the hours to him. There wasn't any negotiation on his end. And my worry isn't that uh, my girlfriend based isn't my girlfriend based on my conversation we've had my worry is that it will damage my relationship with him because from his point of view i can definitely see it looking like a huge slap in the face after taking off so quickly to do the same job he literally taught me taught me how do i approach him about this i want to have a long-term relationship with this girl i don't want to ruin things with her family and she's very close to him especially her dad but i worry this could easily turn toxic Uh interesting scenario i like this email I'll say this. Um, His daughter being happy is the most important thing to him. And if you're happy, then the daughter's happy, then he's going to be happy. So see how that happiness trail goes? So what you do is you do it. He's not going to expect you to do it like a man. So you let him, and and you said you've already brought up the hours to him. So I would go back to him, say, hey, can we get coffee before work one day? Um, and I would say to him, I want to let you know, there's another company that wants to give me a job where I'd be a lot happier with the hours. Um, I want to see if you can match that or get close to it. If he can, uh, if you can, I can, I'm going to work with you to do that. But right now my quality of life isn't that great where it could be better. Um, and I'm going to, I hope you can respect that. I'm going to, I'm going to do that if you can't come close to what I'm doing with that. And that's just a negotiation. That's a, it's nothing personal. It's just about your personal happiness. 
It's not. It's nothing against him. And you say to him, "Hey, I am so appreciative." And if he doesn't, he might not understand right away. He might be like, "Yeah, you're kind of fucking me. I spent all this time with you." But it, he will understand later, because I think everyone is. What we learn is that everyone's on their own track. Everyone's just trying to fucking get through a day, and especially happiness at work translates to happiness at home. Um, and you just let him know. Let him know that you're here to work with him. Hey, I'm getting this offer to do less work for the same money. Um, can you offer me more money, or can you can you figure this out with me? Make it like it's him working with you. And there might be he might say to you, "I can't work this out with you. This is, we just don't have it in the budget." And you say, to him, "Then I hope you can respect, and I I have to make this move because he's going to look at it as a businessman. The daughter has nothing to do with it. He just wants his daughter to be happy." So I would take him aside. And make him a part of the decision. People love, people are narcissists. He'll love to know that he's helping. So say, I got to go to you for advice. And go to him for advice about the job that he has to fill. Pussy abroad. Jared, for the next six weeks, I'll be studying in London. So I need advice on optimizing my experience as it comes to sampling the eclectic flavors of the Y of, of thy European meat wallet. I've been experimenting with Bumble for my first couple days in London. Haven't had much luck. I've matched with plenty of girls, but not many have reached out. The ratio of matches to girls that actually message me is noticeably lower in London than back home in L.A. As always, any advice is appreciated uh, from a solid 878. P.S. The pod helped me get through my long flight to London. Also, fly virgin because their attendants are hot as fuck, and I know how hot and bothered you get up in the air. They are hot on virgin. I've been on that airline before. Um, I would say to you, um, this guy, the move is uh, not on your phone. London is a great city, and it's also very social in the pub scene. The pubs close earlier, and then there's like late night club scene. I've been there before, but you need to get a group of dudes because the pubs are really social. People sit together there more. People are up looking around more. There's more action going on, and you got an accent. I was just going to say, you got that American accent. You are a little bit different, and you don't think of anything of that American accent because no girl here says, I love your accent. But you go out into the real world of London, and you hang out at those pubs with some fucking chimney sweep chick, (laughs) she's going to be into it. So I think you need to get a couple dudes and you need to start going pub crawling and being open to being turned down in person because the phone, the app shit, it's just different there and you don't get to separate yourself there. You can't be, American abroad doesn't sound good on those apps because you know what that means? You're leaving and you just want to fuck. They know what you're up to. At the pub, you could sell that sizzle a little more. Let's do, should we just keep moving down? Let's just keep going. Yeah, we'll go the it. full one. I got some hypotheticals that are coming up in the. Cool. Never had a girlfriend. Cool. Greetings, Mr. Chain. Hope this email finds you well. Extra salutations to the 888 and your guest, who I assume is both funny and wise beyond their years. 
Quick background so you don't think I'm a total, complete fucking weirdo for being a guy in his 20s who's never had a real girlfriend. I went to a small high school. The girls there were not in relationships either, didn't like me or didn't really like them. In college, I had a few half-baked relationships. They consisted of formals, date functions, house parties, and U-up texts. There was only one grown-up date coming after a handful of those other things. I've never really connected with any of these women, and things just fizzled out as the school year wound down. I just finished my second year of law school, and I simply haven't had any time for relationships until this point. What's the issue? Recently, I was in a fraternity brother's wedding. I snagged a number of one of the bridesmaids, one of the bride's sorority sisters. I've been shooting off some playful opening texts. I'm deploying some of the tips you previously gave in the podcast, e.g. read receipts, uh, putting a lid on the com- text conversation, etc. But I need more help. One of the biggest tips for a painfully inexperienced guy who wants to jump into the post-grad dating scene with both feet, I'm talking about everything. A crash course, if you will. Any help uh, would be invaluable. P.S. Love the podcast. I've been with you since the beginning. Feather. Thanks, buddy. Um, I would say to this guy, um, plans, 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 plans. That's the fun of being in your 20s and dating. Doing cool shit and including a girl that you like in on that cool shit. And doing it because you like doing it. And if she likes doing it, then you're going to get along. She might come and be like, this fucking sucks. Then, you know, you don't go together. But do something a little bit different. The drinks thing, yeah, of course, everyone wants to get drinks. But we're coming up on summertime. I don't know where you live, but if you're near a city or even if you're out in the country, whatever you're doing, there's things going on. You know, like you can go fairs, brunch dates are great. Um, but I would say to this guy, plans, look up events, concerts, all that shit. Oh, well, he's in law school. I was going to say, so obviously he might be dating, uh, you know, more of an intellectual girl, whatever. Yeah. For that. I was in Chicago this weekend. We went on an architectural boat tour. It was fun. It's an hour and a half. Yes. Go do and, that. Then go get lunch. But do things because you want to do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Don't do things. Don't like the cheesiest thing is like planning one of those like dates where it's like, and I'm going to take her under the veranda. No, 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 no. If you, whatever you're interested in, do the fucking thing. If you're like, hey, Chicago, for example, I got these two Wrigley rooftop tickets. You want to go? You don't have to like baseball to go to a baseball game. There's food. There's drunk people. There's beers. It's a great experience with someone else. You want to share experiences. That's I think that's more the post-grad. And especially for this guy, if you've never had a girlfriend, it's probably because you've never really wanted to meet somebody or gotten to know somebody. These relationships have been purely vaginal, you know, where they could be, you know, intellectual little, you know, back and forth. And I would also say to this dude, go out with some buddies. And invite a group. I like group shit. Takes the pressure off. But this girl you got the number from, I would send her a text right now and just be like, hey, baby. Hey, baby. (laughs) Hey, uh, this weekend, there's this blank. Would you want to go? And plans. Chicks fucking love plans. Hypothetical. Oh, Baron of the Bachelor. Just cook this one up at work. Would you rather get a full list of, of the people, guys, girls, that have flicked bean or beat meat while thinking of you? Keep in mind these rules apply. Guy and girl gets a list of both sexes that have thoughts about the other sexually. To be considered on someone's list, they must be in the act of general touching. 
and when the sexual thought happens. It would be nice to know how chicks have pleasured themselves to your strong medium. However, if any of your friends aren't out of the closet, you would be the unfortunate first to know. I wouldn't mind. I don't care, yeah. Option two, you get a notification on your phone every time someone within 50 feet of you would say yes to a simple question of would you like to go to the horizontal tango? So anytime someone says yes to sex, you would get a notification. Stipulations does not have to be phrased as such. Could be any variation you choose. You only get the person's name with this notification, not a picture. Takes in intoxication level into consideration. Problem would only arise with trying to figure out who is in the large crowd. Oh, is it someone who wants to have sex with me? Yeah. Would. It's not wanting. Oh. It's would. So I get a notification every time someone. Yeah. So I don't get the name. I just get someone's here that would fuck. No, I would assume like if they're in your vicinity to be like, hey, you know, Matt wants to sleep with you. He writes, well, it would get definitely get annoying while, while driving. At a bar would be very useful for scouting high, high and low level talent. Might get awkward if your roommate comes back with his girlfriend or boyfriend and you get a notification with their name. Oh, so you get the name. Yeah. I want the notification. For you, definitely. Yes. That makes the most sense. I would, I would love the list of people that have jerked off thinking about me. That'd be great. Or jilled off, as the case may be. Jilled off. I, I do want to know. The jerking off thing doesn't matter to me. Right. Well, I'm no, married now. I'm I, yeah. Sure. I want... I want the notification that says, yo, that chick would fuck tonight. Yeah, of course. How'd you meet your wife? Well, I got this notification that said that she would fuck. And I was like, of course. Here's a hypothetical follow-up. I'm following up on your hypothetical from your May 17th episode when you were asked if you'd rather have a a dog or the dog the bounty hunter eat your ass. Believe it or not, I have some experience with this. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, I was doing one time I was doing missionary position like the suburban white guy that I am with my girlfriend on her couch. And just at the right moment when I was about to nut, her Labrador retriever came up behind me unannounced and licked me right on the brown bullseye. Oh, my gosh. So she was on the bottom. He was on the top yeah, on, on the top. couch. Yeah. Never liked that position. But I, uh, I let just out in a general sh- or on the couch, just on the couch. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's a, it, it's, it's a little tough. Um, I let out a shriek of excitement and starting cracking up laughing immediately. The combo of getting my nut and ass licked at the same time was surprisingly enjoyable. Yeah, you think? Uh, nevertheless, this is the first and last time I've had salad tossed. I hope you had a gang find the story as amusing as I did. Your pal. Wow. I, I got to say, this is a scary one. Because what if that happens now? Now you gotta get the dog in the room every fucking time. Oh sure. Like like he's it exci- a fetish. Yeah. Now he's like he said I was a little excited. He's touched the sun. He wants to dive in now. Yeah, he's Icarus. He, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's this guy's got a whole new thing. You, you do it once, you're coming back. Yeah. Well, obviously. Next thing you know, they're gonna buy all the, they're gonna buy ass peanut butter and regular <laughs> peanut butter. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. This is a really slippery slope. Absolutely. Literally. Yeah hypothetical and request okay let's start with the request first i humbly come to you as a faithful listener with a dream that only you can fulfill please help me harness my inner dr martin luther king and let me be a guest on your podcast i've brought you such classes as the j train spongebob theme song when it's okay to flirt in front of your girlfriend email which included a follow my girlfriend at the time we're now broken up standard well dude just do like you know a thousand open mics yeah and then <laughs> we'll right. figure it out. I'm a 27-year-old male from Southern California who's rounding around into post-grad life, which means I'm not too far removed from college to draw on the memories of being 
put in the hospital for five days due to my fraternity week-long initiation. At the same time, uh, offer advice to those who are trying to navigate the beginnings of adulthood. Lastly, I can offer some West Coast insight. Oh, he's selling himself. Yeah. And he gives dates of when he's going to be here. No, dude. Come to a show. Uh, shout out plugging my podcast. Remember back in February when that girl who looks like Topanga emailed you saying the advice you gave me helped spawn our relationship? It's from February 16th episode. Anyways, that girl and I just launched our own podcast. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> it's funny that these things like are both like, these are flattering things and they're also a little depressing to me. Yep. Like, Cause oh, that's it. That's the bar to entry. It, well, it's that's the bar to entry. That I didn't even think of that, so now I'm more depressed. Oh, but it, never mind. It is flattering because it's nice that they you know enjoyed it so much. And there's two ways to think about it. I do this so well, it makes it look easy. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, we could be better than that, dude. <laughs> so that's kind of how I put it in my mind. You're making it look easy. And when we wonder, I appreciate it, if we could generously give it a shout out. Give him a shout out. Okay, Okay, fine. It's called The Jeopardy Podcast. The basic premise is we watch Jeopardy and compete against each other, joke around, tell stories, and so on. I do got to say, most podcasts aren't as well thought out a premises as this one. That's a fun idea. It's a fun idea. It's different. I like that it involves a show that a lot of people watch. Like there's a. There's a huge base. A lot of people do this with Jeopardy. Right. I'm sure they do this when they sit down for dinner. They always probably watch Jeopardy. So it was natural. Yeah. It's a good idea. To give you an idea of what the show's about, one of the segments consists of us playing Fuck, Mary Kill with the day's contestants. <laughs> See, this is a great segment. I Very, think that, yeah. I'm this not, is good. You're producing good. the show. That's This nice. is, uh, I, I do, it's on iTunes, new episode every Wednesday. And they're not competing with, oh. <laughs> with, with us. So uh, the Jeopardy pocket, I think it's a great idea. And I do think, you know, we got an email asking how to start a podcast, all this stuff. Do something you like doing already. Yep. And ha- make sure it has a hook. Because at this point, you know, I remember people, when I started doing this, you know, I never wanted this to be a comedy podcast. Like, I want it to be funny, but I don't want to be like, let's talk comedy. Yeah. That exists a billion different times. Yeah. There's Marin, there's Pete Holmes, and then a thousand other copycats so i try to stay away from comedy talk as much as possible but hypothetical bitches do it <clears throat> hey jew bag long time listener love the show anyway hypothetical time let's hear it you have to pick one of these two circumstances which will uphold for the rest of your life all right the only time you can ever take a shit is right after you get out of the shower and you always have to shit after you shower whether or not you feel felt the urge to, before you got in whether or not you felt the urge before you got in. We all know that shit fucking blows because you just got clean, your ass and legs are wet, you're slipping around the toilet, and it all just sucks. Well, I could dry yeah, myself could dry off and off, shit. Right. Or every time you pick up a girl, bar, show, Tinder, et cetera, you run into a previous fling, ex, whatever, while you and the new fling are out in public, dating, dancing, mingling, you get the fucking picture. Now, the level of awkwardness seeing a previous uh, fling depends on the fling themselves so i was if it was a bad ending then it could be weird if it was a good ending still bother the new girl sorry this is long but what do you think uh 100 i would go with run into the old fling for sure run into the old fling yeah yeah do you know i one time this is kind of re- uh recently i was like out with this chick 
And there's only one, there's only a couple from my past that I just don't want to say. Yeah. And probably it's because of me. It's not because of them. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's just because I just don't want to deal with done it. it better, yeah. Um, and this happened recently where I walked into the restaurant with this other girl and then saw her and I was like, no, let's go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you could tell right away that I, I should have, if I were to give myself, if I was to write myself an email, I'd be like, no, walk in there, yeah, I was say, say what's up, go sit down and have fun. That's what you always say. Yeah. Walk and, through it. And I, for whatever reason on this day, I fucking, like, fucking slipped on the banana peel because I was just like, let's go to another place. And she was like, what's wrong with you? What happened? I go, and then I was like, I saw someone I didn't really want to see. And then and I was like, now I look like the biggest fucking idiot yeah, of all yeah, time. Yeah. So I'm going with the X, but uh, this is explicit incest hypothetical. I don't want to fuck. I mean, I'm an only child, like I said earlier, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me. You've got your dick and your mom and your dad's got his no, dick in you. No, no, come on. What, the, what are we doing? Relax. Summer 2017. Dear Jared Freed. This is very formal. <laughs> I'm reaching out to you to express my interest in any sort of advice, mentorship, or internship opportunities you might have to offer. I'm going to my senior year uh, of college at blank. This summer I'll be back home in blank. Comedy, comedy writing, and stand-up comedy are all things I have a major interest in. Your story and journey ooh, uh, intrigues me. What do we think? Should we help this person? I should forward them to you. Maybe she could work here. Yeah, I mean, she's going to have to battle Matt over here. The problem is, honestly, like, the shows certainly that I produce, like, I, I kind of got it under control. I know. You know I mean? that, That's the, the thing. The worst like, is having an intern with nothing for them to do. That is the problem, right. And it's, I, <laughs> yeah. I used to have an intern. I had my college buddy intern for me when I was working selling insurance. Did I yeah. ever tell this story? I you mentioned it. But go ahead. Yeah. Basically, I hired this guy, and uh, I had so much time in the day when I was doing this job that I used to call my one buddy who was an accountant. He worked at like one of the big four accounting agencies. So I used to like fake. I'd, I'd like prank call my friends during work, and then one day I called my buddy, and uh, so I had this kid from our fraternity interning for me <laughs> yeah. but like even at, like i had like a cubicle so you got to get him a chair right so you'd just be sitting behind you the whole day and like listen the course of a day you don't want someone sitting behind you, you just want to be doing your own fucking thing so one day i had literally nothing for this guy to do so i told him i was like yo this huge client it was like the hottest day of the summer and he's in a suit i go this huge client he needs he's a good i've been friends with him for a long time yo you got to go and bring him this envelope uh, and I give him this envelope and it's across town. And I'm like, I knew it would take him like an hour and a half to do right. it's across town. But when you go bring him a coffee and I go, this is how he takes it. I always bring him a coffee. That was the whole setup. Yeah. So I sent him across town and he gets there and it was our other buddy from our fraternity. And then he was just sitting there waiting for his coffee. He goes, thanks for the coffee, bitch. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so like that. And then he came back and he was like all sweaty. He's like, I, why'd you fucking do that? I was like, Get rid of you. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice. It's good. I don't know what to do with that. Um, let's do one more. Yeah. Well, I mean, to the, I mean, we appreciate the, you know, the interest that you're showing. I do need someone to read through these emails, but I don't know what college would, who would look at such a resume item and be like, oh, this is good. Like, oh, right. I like with comedy, just do it. You know, like, I don't know what else. 
I can say. So well, let's choose from one of these. Um, oh, review, bitch. Dearest Jews clues. All right. Lady, listen here. So cue the tune, Triple Eight. I did. You won me over with the Triple Eight. All right, look, Jared. Or do you go by Jason now? This is referencing the podcast that reviewed this podcast without listening to it. Right. Then they deleted. Oh, did they? I went to show it to somebody and they deleted the part out of the episode. Interesting. Did they ever do a review? Can we find that? Yeah, let me look. Man, Sam and Steve guest, get out of our elongated feather or perhaps a feather duster. I've been listening since fall of my freshman year and your girl just graduated. Thanks for the congrats, man, Sam. Oh, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I went. I went to your show in NYC when I got back from Europe last summer. I always watch your Bachelor after show. I'm maybe too involved in your endeavors, and maybe that means I'm biased, but the review bitch really pissed me off. Well, I do appreciate that. Any, like, you know, sometimes I do a lot of shit. I put a lot of stuff out there. So I do appreciate if you like any of the stuff that I'm putting out there, whether it be Bachelor stuff or videos or because there's, and, and stand up, because there'll be more. This is the, for me, it may not seem like that if you've been listening for that long. But it feels like the beginning. Um, if you're going to call yourself a podcast reviewer, then that's what, exactly what you need to do. Review podcasts, not videos. I agree. And also the video, she didn't really give it a chance. So let's get on that. The video is not an accurate representation of a sheer genius that is the podcast. All right, relax. Let's not down one to uh, up the other. Uh, <laughs> I'm a half black woman. Doesn't matter. But for the for perspective, this podcast is more than just frat boy commentary. I do believe that. Thank you. Even though back in the day when it was extra fratty, it was still very witty. Articulate responses to questions. It was ki- actually kind of insulting to me that she belittled the regular part of my life so casually. Long rant short, bitch needs to back off my man. Thank you. That's very nice. It's very nice. I literally go to go work out just so you can have, uh, so I can have you and Triple Eight all up in my ears holes. You keep me skinny, babe. I appreciate that, and I do. That's kind of why it annoyed me too, because I'm like, you didn't even give it a shot. Uh, P.S. I'm converting for you, but I'm not. But I'm nothing like your mother. <laughs> um, I know you like them racially diverse asses, though. I do. Uh, P.P.S. Where the fuck is Classic Shelb? Is he okay? Is anyone checking up on him? Yeah, he's fine. So. Um, best lady you'll actually want to spend your Sunday with. Well, thank you. That is a really nice email. I do appreciate it. We're going to have to look into this other podcast afterward. I can't even find Yeah, we got to find out. Yeah. Um, let's do one poem and then we'll be out. Oh. We got a poem. Ready? Uh, before we do the poem, we'll end on the poem. Um I'm Jared Freed, JTrain56, on all platforms except for Instagram, at Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. Keep spreading the word. Uh, happy Memorial Day. Happy summer. And uh, really keep pushing to the friends because this is when people need something. They need something to listen to. I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. And sometimes over the summer, it feels like that's all I do. So keep spreading the word. It's called Undersell, Over Deliver Poem. Good evening, my blokes. I greet you with a plum. Your father figure is here, though I won't bang your mom. Jared has taught us a concept so useful that I bring you these rhymes in a manner that's truthful. You know that that surprises are often quite pleasant, so use them with women. They make a good present. You must undersell and overdeliver. You must promise a creek, and when you're packing a river. What the fuck does he mean, you wonder, you fool? You mean be subtle and coy? That won't make her drool. Let me explain, let me reiterate what Jared decreed from his New York estate. Let me, 
let's say you met a 978. You want her to like you, to think that you're great. She's out of your league, so you're keen, so you're a keen braggart, but then you aren't that special. You have no moves like Jagger. If you have if you have her attention and she agrees to meet you, then don't push her luck. Don't waste time on a preview. You must invite her to a social event. Don't mention how many attendees or how much money you spent. It's a get-together with you and your friends. Don't label it epic. You want to see her again. And don't say your clique is the dopest tribe ever. When do chicks like a braggart? No money's on never. My money's on never. Just tell her your buddies are a chill group of guys. Any more than that, you'll reek of lies. Then when it comes to you and yourself, you're no Santa Claus. You're a reindeer and elf. You aren't the rock, so don't speak so highly of your own achievements like that time you saw Miley. Now if she agrees to come back to your place, say no words at all. Just wear a smile on your face. You don't live in a Trump Tower. You have no back cave. Your dorm is a clone, so don't rant and rave. When she asks about your apartment, describe it as quaint. Any more than that, you'll dry out her taint. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of genitalia, when it comes to your dong, it's no regalia. Don't claim to be packing, even if it's true. Let it speak for itself. That's only the, that's the only move. You, she's probably seen bigger, and you probably haven't. Just wait till you're in a measure to measure your talent. Now your tongue, old pinky, is another matter. Let her know that you'll use it. It's a home run batter. There's one final skill that it's okay to endorse. Your skills as a chef, you must enforce. Let her in on the fact that you rock a blue apron. For a micro penis, this is compensation. Undersell, over deliver, another concept from the J Train Quiver. Keep walking the walk and talking the talk. That is our show, boys and girls. Boom. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Boom!